knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my nose. Here we go. I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. Headed my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live for the low budget live bar and grill, bar and bunker, bar and something. I don't know. I don't know. But if you're just joining this fine program for the first time, you're now a low lifer. Congratulations. That's what all of the listeners of low budget live referred to themselves as, the low lifers. So I know some of y'all, y'all just tune in just to not like it. But you're a lowlifer, and uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If that's something that you were trying to avoid in your life, if you were trying to be a little higher class, look down upon the lowlifers. Well, you're just one of us now if you tuned in to the low-budget live experience here. So we appreciate each and every one of you, you bunch of lowlifers. Hope you all doing well out there. This is the podcast for Monday, June 21st, and I'm recording it a little early, a little earlier than normal. Got a special guest today. And it's Father's Day weekend, so I normally record on Sundays a lot of times, so we're recording this a little little earlier than that. And uh, on Sunday, y'all are going to be hearing this on Monday, but on Sunday, my Vols are in Omaha, baby. Go Big Orange. Them Omaha Vols, come on with it. That's how I'm going to spend my Father's Day. Uh, so to all the daddies out there, the good daddies, y'all know it's the greatest job in the world. It is the uh, greatest gift in the world, being a dad. And, uh, and I'm fortunate I get to be a dad and a stepdad to five awesome kids. And, uh, it's, it, it never gets old, man. It never gets old. I'm just, and, and I don't, I, you know, it's hard being a dad. I know y'all out there, you, you realize that, but we all kind of feeling our way through it together. Right. <laughs> and, um, there are definitely times that it's easier than others, but uh, it's so crazy that the different ages and different phases you go through. And at our house, you know, the triple threat and I, we've got them from 10 all the way to uh, Harper Elizabeth, almost 20 years old. So we we in every life stage you can imagine right now here in Middle Tennessee. But, uh, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything for it. That's for dang sure. So so happy belated Father's Day to all you daddies out there as you're listening on your Monday out there getting it done for your family. You know, I, I was uh, I was thinking about how to open this show just because of that, man. Being a dad is so it's it's uh, it's something that I just I, I can't get enough of. Uh, especially y'all see y'all see my stuff if you follow me on social media. My boys are getting into fishing more and more and more and more, and and uh, it's just cool. It's cool 
watching them learn, whether it be about the things you have interest in or things that they have, you know, that they're interested in that you didn't necessarily grow up doing and, and uh, the music they like and the, and the entertainment choices, you know, movies or books or whatever. It's, re- it's really cool. And it's so cool watching them come into their own. And, uh, and, and I'm just grateful for that. So uh, thanks to them for letting me be their, their dad. And as my uh, stepkids, stepkids, I'm a dad and a stad. Harper named me stad about eight years ago, nine years ago. And uh, that has been uh, a great gift in life, having five awesome kids. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about out there if you are fortunate enough to be a parent. So so this is the Low Budget Live Father's Day special. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. But uh, lots of things moving and shaking this week, man. I actually had just kind of a week of, uh, of rest as much as I could. Y'all saw we were, I was posting up a lot of dang, a uh, lot of dang videos out there this week. Had a, had a fishing video go up, me and David Gaston down there in uh, Alabama, fishing for some giants with the frogs and uh, about three, four weeks ago. But posted that up this past week and Hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope you go check it out if you haven't. Some of the craziest topwater action I've ever had in my life on a frog, that old Six Sense Vega frog. But uh, did that, and y'all saw tons of podcasts. But with podcasts, I always come lots of comments, man. And, uh, you know, the piece, the kind of opinion piece that I did about the guys not showing up to the Bassmaster Classic, the BPT guys, lots of interesting comments on that. And I'm not going to go through through the butt hurt ones because – it's funny, I've got folks, you know, that are low-lifers. They're, they're as much low-lifers as the loyal low-lifers that listen every week that that love low-budget live. But if I ever say anything negative about the Bass Pro Tour, they're like, this is all you do. This is all you do. You just, you're just full of hate. You just hate. You just hate. And it's just so opposite of that. And, uh, and so I wanted to just real quick clarify one thing, and that is people were saying I was divisive. My point of that entire rant was that them not showing up makes it more divisive. If we all can just get our heads out of our own, you know, butts and come together at, at events and realize that this industry is tiny, um, that it's not as big as we all think it is, uh, that that will make things less divisive, right? And and there are, you know, I, I don't believe, in my opinion, that it's the folks at Bass making it more divisive, um, and it's definitely the anglers that and, and ownership of, of the Bass Pro Tour that did decide to make it divisive. A uh, lot of good things going on at both places and some bad things going on at both places. Just same as the MPFL, man. We got, our, we got our positives and we got our negatives. In my opinion right now, we got way more positives than we do negatives. But uh, there's definitely room for all three in the sport. I saw a, uh, an opinion piece that Terry Brown did with WiredToFish.com. And I, I want to say uh, thank you to Terry for writing that on the MPFL. awesome. He, uh, he gave some kind words my way and Fat Cat Newton's way and, and the Double D, David Dudley's way. And it, it was very kind of him. And it was funny reading through the Facebook comments because every now and then I do that. You know, y'all notice probably more and more that I don't comment back as much on the podcast just because I get, I get tired of the, you know, drama that people like to rattle up fake pages and different things in the comments. But I did take a gander through there, and it was funny how much people think they know about things that go on, you know. And I, I say this a lot, like, before you comment online, you know, do your research. Make sure you know. And it's just it's just funny to me, the people that are, like, downing MPFL and whether it be the entry fees or whether it be the payouts or whatever, they have no clue what actually goes on that, that have never given the MPFL chance. So I appreciate Terry Brown and wiredtofish.com for running that story uh, because 99% of the media outlets in this thing are either owned by uh, a competing organization or, or won't touch us with a 10-foot pole. Yes, I'm talking to you, BassFan.com. They act like they don't exist. You know, BassFan used to be like this worthy news source in, uh, in professional bass fishing, and now it's just basically a fluff piece uh, joke for Major League Fishing because they're owned by the same people. And, like, they don't even do their research on Bassmaster events. They just copy and paste whatever story Bass posts on their own thing. Like, they don't even take the time to go do their own work anymore. So I appreciate the good guys out there like wiredtofish.com for running that story. They've, they've ran with it, anglerschannel.com from the beginning. 
BTL, my man Mark Jeffries, I know he was, uh, you know, skeptical in the beginning. Mark and I had a really good conversation the other day about it, and uh, he's definitely paying attention, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate Mark's brutal honesty uh, at times. I know we butt heads, but uh, but I appreciate guys like that giving it a chance because there are some real deal anglers fishing the MPFL, and uh, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Just like the Bass Pro Tour has its good things, right? Just like Bassmaster, they're the OG, right? So there's room for all this without being divisive. And my, you know, I've been critical of BPT and its anglers and its ownership, obviously. And I've got history there. But my thing is, like, to broad strokes, like, oh, you just have hate in your heart. It's not fair, man. It's not a fair statement. You don't know anything about me in that regard because it's not true. Like, I've got a lot of good friends, and I keep up with what's going on at the events. You know, I've been glued to the uh, the big five deal up there at the Potomac River this week. Lawson Hibden, as I record this, is blowing it out. Dion Hibden's son. It's very cool to see. Seeing a lot of my buddies up there catching them. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know, man. That, that's... People make, whenever you throw a statement, and you're honest, right? Like, I feel like I am honest. People do, they take, uh, once you release it into the world, um, they put their spin on it. And a lot of times the negative stuff that comes back about me or this show is just what freaking a, a few butthurt people, you know, throw fuel on the fire, so to speak. So, uh, so just kind of wanted to, that was a, a good little rambling rant there, but I just, yeah, I don't know, man, there was just some of it that I'm like, man, come on, um, look a little deeper into, into what I said. Uh, one other thing, a lot of people commented, well, man, Dustin Connell and some of the guys were at the Wiley X high school fishing camp. Yes. That was scheduled on top of the classic. Uh, but it ended on Friday. There were guys that worked both that I know very well that were at the Classic and that. And I'm very familiar with that event. I think it's a great event. It was uh, started by Costa Sunglasses, and uh, Melinda Hayes started that event. She she was a completely her brainchild years ago, and Costa ran it with FLW. It's funny now that Costa pulled out after the big split that it's now the Wiley X Sunglasses High School Camp, but it is a very, very, very good thing for high school anglers. I have attended it and worked it three times, I think. Great deal. Really good deal. A lot of, met a lot of really good uh, young anglers there. So it is, it, it's a positive, like it's a positive. It's not their deal, but it's a positive. But it was very much scheduled on top of the classic. And, uh, and I understand those guys were working some of that, but you can, you know, it's hard to be two places once. I get that. But uh, there's a lot of times that I'm really tired, right? And that I travel and that I do too much but I do it because I'm lucky enough to get to do this for a damn living. And sometimes you got to make sacrifices. And at the end of the day, you fish eight tournaments a year, 52 weeks in a year. Maybe you make an exception on a weekend and you shuck and jive a little more than you want to. It's just my opinion. Obviously, a lot of folks disagree with it. A lot of folks think I'm spot on, especially industry folks that reached out after that, that podcast. So I just want to uh, clear the air a little bit. Speaking of clearing things out, what about this Startron right here? Clearing out ethanol. See what I did there? Getting it out of your weed eater, getting it out of your chainsaw, getting it out of your outboard engine and just flat kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing y'all, whether you like it, you love it, or you hate it, low budget life for going on four years. Now, this August will be four years of this insanity. Hard to believe. But this bottle right here will treat 256 gallons of ethanol. Nothing gums up the works worse than ethanol. Every gas pump you go to contains at least 10% ethanol, unless you're paying for that high dollar stuff. And ain't nobody got time for that or the wallet for it. Gas is too high. So get you some Startron, put it in your tank, a little dab will do you, and knock that crap out. Nothing ruins a good day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run due to ethanol. So kick it in the teeth. Shake your Startron. Thanks to the fine folks of Startron. Sims Fishing products got to get out on the good old tennessee river two evenings in a row with them dunking boys after those bass in the freaking heat solar flex solar flex hoodie coming in clutch in the heat i uh, love those sun shirts man put the hood up and uh, get that old sun off of you been wearing that out thank god we haven't been able to 
use the uh, rain suit in the last few days. It's been nice being out there in the sunshine, even though it's been a little hot. But uh, I'm here to remind every single one of you lowlifers that you get one life, fish it well. The fine people at Pro Guide Batteries powering that Express X21 with the 31 Series AGMs this year. Loving those batteries. They uh, absolutely are... You know, they've really blown my mind, man. I've had battery issues for years and years and years and years, and they've really stopped this year. It's crazy. That coupled with the power pole charge system I'm running this year, I've really been impressed that uh, what my battery life is. At the end of long days, fishing in the current, y'all know, Tennessee River rats. So I definitely put them through the paces. But if you would like to try some out, they are back in stock on the website because all you lowlifers wiped them out. But you can use code LBL10 to get you a discount on some of them 31 AGMs. Put them in your boat and uh, get powered up. Get down that lake, catch those bass all the time and not worry about your batteries anymore. Pro Guide Batteries. And last, certainly not least, hang the banner, baby, right here. Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live. Not so live, Low Budget Live, 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 as you saw at the Classic and the Traveling Circus. Loving that X21 Pro. Loving the C-Deck. Loving that Yamaha show. It is uh, every time I get to go, I finally got to fish, like I said, uh, a couple days this week. And for the first time in about three weeks, I haven't been home. Uh, it's crazy. You have to travel, you know, to do this for a living. But I uh, haven't been home, haven't been there with my boat. So got to go out. Man, I just, I freaking, I'm in love with my entire setup this year so much. I know y'all hear me talk about it on here. I know you probably fast forward through this part sometimes. You get tired of me talking about that Express X21, but I'm telling you right now, Go take a ride in one. Go look at one at a dealer if you can find one because they're selling out right now like hotcakes, they told me. That's a classic, but uh, a lot of y'all messaging me about that. Find a local dealer. Get on expressboats.com. Check it out. Find you an X21. Find you an X19 or some of the other models. Tons to choose from. Get yourself an Express because if there's one thing I can say, it's an incredible product, but it's backed by incredible people, and that means something in this old world. Ladies and gentlemen, so I want to thank the folks from Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, bringing you low-budget live and building excitement since 1966. And the alternate slogan, if you ain't in an Express, you're getting your butt kicked in. Something like that. It's a work in progress. So my guest today, let's shoot him a little text here. My guest today is a guy that I have known since... Oh, me. 2012, 13-ish, probably somewhere in that somewhere in that vicinity. He is the host, one of the hosts of the Let's Talk Fish podcast that actually started right around the exact same week as Low Budget Live. We were talking technical details and all kinds of things. They went way further in, though, than me. They've got way nicer studio set up. They're, uh, they, them boys are, are doing strong work, him and Brian Thrift, but absolute, you know, dominant angler at FLW while he was there. When the big switch happened, he got an invite to the Elite Series. He has held his own there and just recently finished second, just last week, as a matter of fact, in the Bassmaster Classic out at Ray Roberts, barely, barely missed winning. $300,000 and becoming Bass Master Classic champion. My buddy, my wife thinks I look like him. I'll tell you that story. Right now, we're going to get him on the phone. From Shelby, North Carolina. Hello. Matt Airy. Mr. Duncan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing a uh, lot better than I deserve. I can promise you that. You know, well... I was just going to start right off the top and say, how does it? How does that drive home feel when you're right there, right there, right there? And you and I are boys with Hank. We're, we're pulling for Hank, you know, as much as we're pulling for ourselves. But how does that drive home feel knowing that you're right there? And I'm not pouring salt in the wound because I, you know, if there was anybody in that crowd that was pulling for you and that felt the pain for you, it was me. But how, how did that drive home feel? Was it was it one like you know? I am better than I deserve, or were you a little mad at him? Man, it was, honestly, it was a roller coaster of emotions. And I had, so our our drive from the uh, Lake Ray Roberts, the state park ramp there, to the 
uh, Dickey's Arena to weigh in was, you know, with traffic and all in the afternoon, it was, it was, it took a while. Brutal. Um, yeah. Hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half. You know, if you were, if you were lucky, you get there an hour and 15 minutes. But, um, Mornings weren't too bad. Of course, we were leaving at four o'clock in the morning. To head Super that way, early, yeah. Yeah, um, but you know, when before we'll rewind and and the, the the drive back to North Carolina, you know, fifteen whatever hours was <laughs> was up and down, man. It really was, and and a lot goes through your mind, and and not just because, I, yeah, I left it all out there, but you know, you you obviously think about the the what ifs and what could have beens, and you know, you actually visualize yourself. <laughs> making like trophy speeches and stuff in your head and what you would have said and how you would have hugged your girls and how, you know what I'm saying? I and, get it, man. You know, one of the, one of the parts that, and, uh, that I haven't talked about much was, you know, they take, they come get your, the wives of the top two guys there at the end and they knew it was going to be close. And, um, Jacqueline and, and their two kids and, and Emily and, and my two girls, they took them back in the, Actually, it's right there at the entrance where the Super Six comes out. So they were kind of in the dark back there, and they were going to wow. rush one of them out when the when the winner was announced. And um, when they announced the winner, you know, and and I walked off stage. I went back there, and um, you know, they they rushed Jacqueline and the kids out there, and, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, just boohoo, and she's back there crying, man. And that that was a oh, that man. was a that was a pretty stout moment because she didn't understand. You know, she's only four, and she didn't really understand what happened and, and why it happened and things like that. But, you know, I, I am a believer. I'm a man of faith. And I, I've uh, been fortunate to win a couple tour-level events in the past. I know sometimes, you know, you can even make a lot of mistakes and still come out on top. And I just, I just you know, I believe when it's your time, it's your time. But um, when I got home on that 15-and-a-half-hour drive, I pulled in the driveway. And I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook page. I think I posted a picture of it. But I had about 15 close friends and their, and their kids and all. had a big, giant banner that said welcome home and it had a big bass logo on it and it was anyway it was that's awesome it was, man it was bittersweet but you know that's that's the things that make you appreciate you know what really matters i mean yeah classic title awesome but there's a lot of people in a lot of worse situations you know what i mean no doubt no doubt about it man and you are you are a very very fortunate guy you got an awesome family you got a lot of good things going on and i think for people, you know, you're you're a very popular angler amongst fishing fans. You've been doing it for a long time, but I think really we're just now getting to see the true Matt Airy coming out party, so to speak, because that classic stage is so huge in the sport yeah. of bass fishing. I mean, you've got FLW wins on the co-angler side and the pro side, multiple Forestwood Cups. You're always contending in the Angler of the Year mix at FLW. Now you jump over. You had a chance to win an elite at Gunnersville. But, man, this was – that's all I could think watching you there on the last day and, and seeing seeing you just right there in the mix and hearing you on camera because you're always so well-spoken, man. You carry yourself so great. You always have. You're, you're a pro through and through, on the water, off the water. And I, I think it was, it was exciting for me to see. So even though you didn't win, you still won. Like you had a it, – it's an incredible week. And I want to remind you real quick, of one of those times where you did have one of those bites go your way. You remember at Beaver when yeah. that fish followed that swim bait to the boat? <laughs> Man, that, I, that, <laughs> and you got on your knees. <laughs> yeah, that video's still on YouTube. Yes, somewhere. and uh, it's uh, that is the most memorable fish catch of my life <laughs> for Not sure. Just it won a tour level event, but even if we were just out there goofing off yes. fishing, like that doesn't happen ever. No. You know? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was and that's pretty... that your time stuff you're talking about. Like guys, if you're watching this and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. What was that? 2016? 15, I believe. 15. I guess that's yeah. right. I won that event as a co-angler and you won it as a pro. That's right. So that's right. That's right. And it was 15. I thought it was the next year, but it was because next year was the flood year. Uh, the 2015 Matt's reeling in a swim bait has a, has a really good fish follow it to the trolling motor, essentially, gets down and the fish bite. Craziest thing you ever see in FLW. Go go search it, Google it, but he wins the event because of it. Yeah. I was out of line. Out of yeah, line. Fish, the fish, fish bird dogged it, and I was out of line. The fish is still behind it. You know, 99% of the time, the fish will turn away or shy away, and I don't know if this fish was half blind or what, <laughs> but um, he, 
he got there beside the boat and I'm out of line. So I just start kind of paralleling the boat, like, like your musky figure. Yes. Like figure eight. Musky. Yeah. And uh, that's the only thing that came to mind. And I just did it and he kept following it. And I'm like, well, I think he's going to eat it. And <laughs> and he ate it, you know, unbelievable. And, uh, we, we, we boat flipped him and it was a five pounder and yeah, ended up, ended up winning the uh, And the so. camera guy's right there. I mean, it was, it was beautiful, man. And you've won. So that camera, what? That, well, sorry. That, no, that you... camera guy was, uh, Trey Bruce. He was my camera guy this past Sunday. No way. Really? Yep. He sure was. No way. And, uh, yep. And Trey got in the boat and I, you know, at, at the end of the, so he Jeez. was also my camera guy. My first, uh, I, it may have been my first. Yeah, it was my, yeah, that's right. My first BASS event when I moved over to the elites was at St. John's river and we had a good finish down there and he was my camera guy on the second day. Cause we were in top 10 after the first day, I believe. And, and, and that's when I realized Trey was back doing some work, uh, for bass. And anyway, I haven't been paired with him since. And I got paired with him Sunday and I said, man, let's, let's see if we can make some magic Whoa. again, you know? And it, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal there for a while. And I said, Trey, we, we, <laughs> it's happening again, brother. It's happening Unbelievable. Again. Dude, and, uh, that, that is, nobody knows that. I don't think anybody that's really knows so that. crazy. Yeah. That, that is why. And, and so now I didn't even have the guys. I, I, this is obviously the first time I'm hearing this, and, and so are y'all. But dude, talk about that because now I'm doing the live coverage for MPFL, so I, I get to I get to see a lot of this stuff behind the scenes. Talk about that bond with your camera guy on a special day like that. I mean, it, it happens. It's almost like a team tournament. Like I watch the guys fist bumping. Like it happens, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're you're actually. I mean, especially when it's 98 degrees and no wind out there in Texas, oh, you're, you're kind of keeping, keeping each other on your toes, keeping no each doubt. other on the game. And that, that works both ways because, trust me, those guys, they earn their – They work, man. Um, and, and they got some – Bass is, is – you know, they're fortunate to have some of the best in the business. For you know, sure. I could – Jason, there's a lot of good ones out there. And uh, um, everyone I've ever been in the boat with been, you know, just, just down to earth, good old boys, like the hunting fish love doing what they're doing, you know, and, and it's their dream job, just like fishing, you know, is our dream job. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's a, uh, yeah, man, I tell you that. And, and Trey, you know, when you rewind to that fish catch in 2015, and you're talking about, you know, obviously that fish followed that swim bait all the way to the boat. I'm out of line. And, and, you know, stealth becomes a big issue at this point. You don't want him beating and banging around. And man, right. he, when I said, when I said, get down, get down, he didn't hesitate. He got down on his knees and still captured every, Every moment that uh, it's captured, and that that blows my mind on how good those guys are at what they do. No, no doubt about it, man. I, that that is so cool, man. That might be the coolest story for me that came out of the classic. Sorry, <laughs> well, Hank. Sorry, <laughs> Hank. Sorry about your back to back. I want you to know, Luke. I've done four or five podcasts and interviews this week, and you're the first one I told that to. So. Well, so I mean, this is low budget live, Matt. This is the big time. I don't know if you know that <laughs> I or not. The good, I, <laughs> hey, we did our, we did ours the other. I saw that, and I didn't even mention that. I saved that one for you. Seeing <laughs> that, isn't that crazy? We get in this world where, and you get asked to do a bunch of them like I do, and I end up kind of laying back and not doing as many other podcasts because, damn, I got to have something to talk about yeah, <laughs> on right. this show weekly. So I'm like, I think I upset people sometimes when they're like, "Hey, man, can you do my podcast?" I'm like, "Oh, man, I'm sorry." Like I can't because you know got to got to save something here for uh, for every week on low budget, man. Yeah. So, dude. Well, speaking of the podcast, like how how do you gauge? I know you're like me; you're super self critical, but I mean, how do you gauge how well that's going for you guys? I feel like it's really good, man. You got a super cool studio; looks to be growing like crazy. Yeah, it's it's good. You know, we're we're real inconsistent because of thrift and I. For sure, yeah, so it's hard, so man. It's like I can Ellie. It's hard. Yeah, we've only done a, I don't even know what how many episodes we've done in twenty twenty one. Maybe fifteen or so. And mm-hmm. normally we'd be, you know, we'd be way past. I don't think maybe twelve or thirteen. But, um, you know, we're fortunate in our area too to have a lot of guests definitely to, to the studio and get in house. So yes, that's always cool. But you know, we interact a lot and engage with the fans and. It's uh, the feedback's been great. I honestly wish we could get in there and do more of them, but you know, once uh, once the season winds down, which is pretty soon for us, actually, we'll uh, we'll get back in the studio. And you know, one thing about thrift is is rarely, uh, I, I'll still go over there and do one when he's out of town, but you won't see him slide over <laughs> and do one without me. <laughs> yeah, thrifty is not gonna be like, hey, Matt. 
Hey, I want to <laughs> I want to go get on that camera and talk. Yeah, for, <laughs> Not for whatever reason, I don't think Thrift likes talking to himself like I do. Quite so. You and I are a lot alike, Matty. <laughs> we're yeah, a lot did alike. You have the nickname, did you have the nickname Mouth when you were? A I kid? did. I Listen, this is no joke, and it's Father's Day weekend, so. Uh, I could I could tell this, but the only time that I ever really got in trouble in school, honestly, like I was pretty good. I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, "Yeah, right." Uh, but the only time I ever like bad, you know, parent teacher conference stuff is always he just won't shut up. <laughs> it was always he he talks one scary familiar. Yeah, scary yeah. It's familiar. like, hey, we're up here trying to teach about whatever, and Luke's back there telling a story about deer hunting this weekend. Like we yeah. can't shut him up. <laughs> It's a good thing we didn't sit beside each other. No doubt, buddy. And if I ever got next to one of my buddies that was like-minded like me, it was game over. I'll never forget being in the eighth grade, and we went to this uh, – dude, it's so vivid. But I, uh, Mr. Richardson, shout out Mr. Richardson. He's probably not listening. But uh, I was my <laughs> eighth-grade science teacher, and we were walking through uh, – they had this deal at our state park called the Outdoor Classroom. And we're walking around, and he's telling us, oh, this kind of tree is this, and this kind of tree is this. Well, me and my buddies are like, yeah, well, we know this crap. <laughs> we do this all the time with our dad. So we're back there talking amongst ourselves, and he says, Mr. Duncan? I'm like, oh, God. And, dude, this guy didn't play. I got up at the front, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Duncan will be leading the tour through the outdoor classroom for the rest of the time because he seems to know more than me. <laughs> kind of did set, you take the reins? I did. I, well, what else was I going to do, you know? And that's what, you know, <laughs> kids, if you're listening to this, that's, uh, that's how I guess you get to be a mouth runner in professional bass fishing one day. You just, just always talk. I don't know. That's how uh, I think Matt and I will tell you that, that is a big deal. Having a uh, having a personality definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, you got to have something for people to connect with. You know, you and you're obviously very blessed in that in that area, and that's uh, that's something that this industry. You know, a lot of guys that come in, they come and go, and you know, are they phenomenal anglers? Absolutely, but um, you know, it's it's a it's a two way it's two way street is, here. Ma'am. You got to figure it out, and uh, you know, you got to figure it out early, and, and be able to. Uh, to make money off the water just like on the water. Well, know? and I think it's real important, you know, I, I always try to stress this on the show, but uh, you got to know your place too a little bit, right? Like fi- or find your place, not know your place as much, but find your deal and like you found yours. I found mine, like, I, and I'm completely comfortable in my, when I hear you go, yeah, it's so funny. It's like we all have a hard time being satisfied as anglers, but I hear you. It, it makes me laugh to hear you go. Yeah, man, I wish me and thrift could just do more shows when you're out there finishing second at the classic. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could have finished second in the classic. I'll, I'll trade weekly for, you know, almost hoisting that trophy, man. That's, that's so funny. But you know, for me, this is my focus now more than anything is, is the media side. And I love, I had so many people ask me about MPFL this weekend at the, this past weekend at the Classic, and I'm like, man, it's the most fun I've ever had other than catching a bass. Like, watching yeah. those guys and getting to call it go down and, and meeting them, you know, getting to be at the event. Like, it's so much fun, man. I, I, I'm truly – I'm, I'm having fun, and I'm so grateful to see, at the same time, my buddies like, like you just out there growing and your stars getting bigger, man. Um, I don't think a Matt Airy interview can go by without mentioning the fact that my wife once almost killed me over you. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I, listen, and I've told this story on here before, and I, and I forget why and in what context, but Matt and his lovely bride uh, went on a beach trip. And Matt, apparently, in a little small, tiny Instagram picture, looks like me. <laughs> from a distance the, call it the beard call it the good looks i don't know but we we are very much uh and when i was on flw tour my wife screenshots it pops up in the discovery feed and it's his wife emily has posted a picture of him and her hugged up on the beach and my wife for a very minute second and i tried to get her to join us matt i tried to get her to come out here this morning and tell this honest to goodness before i came out she's like i don't want to do the podcast today and i was like please come out here and talk to matt and tell this story because it's so great but she screenshots it, sends it to me, and circles it, and says, "For a split second, this picture almost got you murdered." <laughs> and I was like, "A, I don't know what to think about that. B, really, like you thought that if I had a girlfriend, we would be on the beach and I, and she'd be posting pictures. I mean, like I don't even know how that works, but okay. So you know my, better than that. I know. I feel like you know better, but okay." Like she just she went uh, jungle cat crazy for just a hot second there, and she's like, "Yep, when I you better be glad I clicked it, and it was Matt Airy and not you." 
I'm like, dang. So forever, whenever I would see uh, Matt's wife, she, hey, hubby number two. It was, a, it was a joke amongst us out there on the tour for a while. So, uh, yeah, I have to, have to always bring that up to Matt because it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, really one of my favorite things that's ever happened in my marriage since I didn't get killed, you know? <laughs> you were in the right, not the wrong. That's right. If I was in the wrong, probably wouldn't have been as funny of a story for me or you, either one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, well, I don't it think it would have been, been good, good at all, you know? Um, I, I don't think so. Not in the least, man. But uh, it was very cool, man, seeing that you had the girls come out, though, obviously, to the classic. and They are very much daddy's girls. I love seeing the uh everything that they draw for you under your lid man it uh it makes me smile every single time yeah they they are the driving force and you know it's it's funny because those signs that i put underneath my deck lid shoot i've had one every year for the past i don't know five or six seven yeah. years and of course they, they make me some chalk a lot of chalk drawings before i leave for each tournament on the driveway i usually yeah snap a you post too, those yeah there's a there's nothing better you're out there you lose a big fish you're having a bad day you whatever man and, and you, you get down to retie and you know, sometimes our mind gets gets lost out there, and and when you sit down and you open that deck lid and you see that sign, you realize the most important things in life, and and what really matters, and it, it gets you it gets you right back into that positive that positive train of thought that you need to stay in all day to to compete. You know, at that level, and and that's uh, you know, that's that's important. I mean, that's 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 my backbone when I'm out there. You know. Well, that's it, and and you know, that's uh. That's a cliche statement a lot of us make, but dude, everybody at that level can catch them, they can cast, they find them, but it's between the ears. Hundred percent. It, it, it gets down to that, and when you have that support system, when you have that to lean on, I think it's huge, man. I know that. Uh, I mean, you can see you can see guys melt down, and like I said, doing live coverage now, I watch it. I watch it, and I don't think people realize how close they are to winning. A lot of times, whether it be the pattern or, you know what I'm saying, the areas they find, but they spin out or something, you know, lost fish causes. And it's all about sticking with it. And if you did anything on the final day of the Classic, it would stick with it because, dude, you could have easily, easily <laughs> have lost it. That, and that, that frog, that high-risk, high-reward bait, will you ever throw it again? hundred percent hundred percent i know i know the damage that that thing can do and you know i was out there to try to win the classic no and, doubt you know like that you talk about the you know how big a stage that is and, and things like that and, and you know i've been doing this 13 years full time and last year you know my first classic at lake gunnersville when um you know the and the girls and i was a little bit closer to the house and then had a lot of family support that came down and and you, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was almost surreal because it's something you dreamed about since you were a kid. And, and, you know, it is the biggest stage in our sport. And I, you know, this year, you know, all you want to do is win. I mean, when you get to that tournament, that's all you care about. That's all you dream about. That's all you work for. And I knew that, yes, it's high risk, high reward, but I was trying to play a little bit different game than everybody else that was left out there. And, you know, I wanted to try to catch the biggest bag on the lake and make a run at it and, you know, we had some opportunities, and, um, you know, I felt like we put ourselves in the right position. It just wasn't our time. No no doubt about it. From a from a fan standpoint and an angler listening to this at home, because as that was going on, I actually did bass you with Pete Glusick, and we talked about that frog being high risk, high reward, and why it is becoming more of a player. You know, growing up, it was like, oh, where do you throw a frog? Lily pads? matted grass you know what i mean like that was the deal like the man's rat the you know all that back in the day that's what we did but why that last day do you think that that did play for you so much like what changed to make those fish react to that frog yeah so a lot of a lot of things factored into the 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 reason so i actually weighed in two or three fish on day two Okay. Of the classic with a frog. Okay. And a lot of people didn't know that because I didn't have a camera on me and things like that. But, right. you know, after that storm delayed us on day two, I went out and I said, you know, I've had a lot of, lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of situations in the past with, with summertime storms. Now I'm saying summertime storms, not wintertime storms. Right. But summertime storms. And as soon as they pass and that big pressure drop, you know, that big pressure change. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it's the same with deer and turkeys, you know, hunting. You, they get up and they move, you know, when those big You're storms right. pass, they get, up, they get active. And, you know, a lot of guys I've heard over the years say, well, that lightning will shut down a topwater bite. That does it. Well, in the summertime, I've had some of the most epic topwater days of my life in the first hour or two after a big storm passes. Mm-hmm. So, first thing I did when I went out there, as soon as we had that delay, and it's already a couple hours from the day, you know, it's, 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 uh, but I pick it up, I get some bites on it immediately, 
And that was something that really started to develop more for me during the tournament. Now, no, one thing is I tried to monitor a lot of the water I was fishing, how guys were fishing it and what they were doing. So one thing I did is I had a milk run of several areas that I could somewhat monitor from a distance to an extent. And I could see how guys were approaching them and see how guys, a lot of the guys were flipping the outside edge of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was able to cut, and this may have had to do a lot with the water coming up a few more inches throughout the week and kind of stabilizing. Um, I felt like some of those fish slid up a little bit further throughout hmm. the tournament, whether it was due to pressure or just the water coming up a few more inches, a lot of the brim and stuff moving up shallower. Um, there was a lot of life up in some of the shallower grass. And, and when I say grass, it wasn't one specific type of grass. This was stuff that never has water on it typically, and it's all kinds of different varieties of grass, little isolated patches of grass, um, four or five different types of grasses. And I, I ended up uh, catching several key fish off of that type of stuff, which is more further back in and behind some of the willows and the buck brush that guys were flipping a lot of. Okay. Now, I did fish side edge, but that was the biggest change that I made the last day was trying to get a little bit deeper and, and, and fish it in a little bit different way than everybody else to try to trigger some some bites interesting i always like to know that thought process as a tournament angler and i know a lot of people listening are the same way because you know it looks like you're just winging a frog out there yeah master's throwing a frog but (laughs) there's so much of a process that goes through it because you're watching the other guys on live and like you said a lot of them are flipping did you have to share when you're talking about monitoring those areas where there's just a lot of people going through the same areas pretty much oh yeah well i shared water with uh Kennedy, Hank Cherry, and Chris Jones. Wow. So, <laughs> no yeah, kidding. So I sh- shared some water with, you know, well, all of the top three, including myself, and then Kennedy, which I'm not sure where Kennedy ended up finishing. I think I think he was in the top ten. I know he had a rough final day, but, um, you know, those are guys that I ran into. And Chris Johnson. Actually, I ran into Chris Johnson on day two a little bit. So, yeah, uh, interesting that a lot of <laughs> it's funny how these guys I always find them. Stuff, you know they they do man and it's one of those things it's when people i always joke if you're alone in a in a big tournament you're either blowing it out by 100 pounds or you're in last place because right. think about if one guy lands on that it's game over if nobody else messes with messes with it you know and and what's crazy for me is chris jones is one of the best flippers in the country like truly those oklahoma boy he's that jason cut from that jason christie cloth you know so that's pretty much what he did uh hank did his thing you were doing your that's so cool man how y'all all approached it differently um for different finishes for sure man and and uh you got close maddie you got close buddy and it won't be the last time you'll you'll definitely definitely get to hoist one of those trophies man and i hope that uh hope it's sooner than later that way we can you know talk about it on lbl say we called it i hope it's next year because there's a lake where the classic's going to be next year matt that you you like it you like it a little bit (laughs) I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about it and jinx myself. I'm, I'm with, I'm with that. Now, where are you at right now headed into that northern swing? 40th. 40th so. place. Got some work to do. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, not to, not, to, not to put any low-budget pressure on you here, buddy, but <laughs> you I, you, you uh, were going to Champlain next. You got to St. Lawrence River. You're, I think you're going to be all right. I know, a, I, go, I know a guy named Matt Airy that's called him at Champlain a time or two. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable up there, and, and obviously uh, uh, we've had some – I've never had a top 10 at Champlain, but I've had a lot of top 20s, yep. top 30s. And, you know, it's a place – it's one of my favorite fisheries in the country, as is a lot of people. It's just chock full of fish, and everybody always – you know, typically – probably why I don't ever top 10 is because I'll never fish for largemouth up there. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard to do, man. It's so hard. I mean, dude, you're like me, Luke. We live, I live – in North Carolina, you're in Alabama. When you drive 16, 17, 18 hours up north, you want to catch them brown fish. That's right. They don't get an opportunity to do it around here. Because there's so, a lot of them. That's right. I get it, so man. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Well, buddy, I hope that the rest of the year, I, I just hope it just continues to grow, man, that you're in that classic at Hartwell because the last thing you want is to have to guest host Low Budget Live live with me at the classic <laughs> next year. It's a time, well, and I would appreciate you being there, but I would rather you be in that Super 6 going in the final day. Yeah, well, you and me both, brother, and I do appreciate the kind hey, of You're welcome, man. We'll see what we can do. We hopefully close out the year strong. Got some momentum. So I ain't no doubt about it, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your Father's Day weekend to do this. Tell Emily and the girls I said hey, and uh, best of luck the rest of the year, buddy. You do the same, Luke. Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, thank you, Matt. See you, see brother. You Matt Airy right there, ladies and gentlemen. Matty. Good dude, man, and uh, great ambassador for the sport, indeed, and uh, just working hard. That. 
Guys, that is why right there. So Matt's a guy I've known for years, like I said, but that's why I do this. Like those stories, like the cameraman story, hearing that on the water stuff, him mixing it up with everybody that's in the top five, basically sharing more. That's, that's the good stuff for me, man. That's why I love doing this. Um, so much, man, so much. Just uh, those stories. Stories are everything in life to me. It's so cool. Uh, so thanks to Matt, like I said, for taking time out of Father's Day weekend to uh, to join us here at LBL. Something I forgot to mention when I jumped right out of the gate talking about all the uh, insanity from last week is uh, Cox Watch. Cox Watch. Of course, John had a uh, disappointing finish. At the Classic by his standards, uh, but he was fishing the freaking Bassmaster freaking Classic. But then he drove from there to Maryland. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, from Texas to Maryland. Uh, yeah, any of you that were like, yeah, I'm going to the Potomac River for FLW uh, Big Five Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. I can't come to the Classic. John Cox fished the Classic and then got <laughs> So you don't have an excuse. Uh, we drove all the way there. And as we sit today, he's, he's like in the top 20, made the cut again, won him 10 grand again. Uh, it's just freaking crazy, man. I actually forgot that he was even going, and then he just starts posting, oh, I'm at the Potomac. I don't think he got zero practice. I'm not I'm not sure, maybe none, because for those things, they only practice two days now um, for whatever reason. But John Cox, <laughs> he's, I don't even know what his schedule looks like from here. He may not. From, from here on out. But John is uh, certainly lighting it up this year. It's 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 fun to watch, man. So fun to watch. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me week in and week out, whether you love it, whether you hate it. The low life. It's so much fun, man. It's so much fun. Uh, can't thank you enough. Something I want to touch on real quick. A lot of you have been asking, boats and pros, boats and pros. It's coming back. It's coming back. We hope to have an episode in July. We hope to have six new episodes to run you once a month for the rest of the year. Got some good guests lined up already. It's just a matter of getting together and shooting the first one, and you're going to like the first one because uh, it is uh, with one of my favorite people and one of y'all's favorite people in the entire industry. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait uh, to get it shot. We're going to go to his homeland to shoot it as well, me and Tanner Lines. So that'll be... uh, That'll be good. It'll be really good. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Something else I want to leave you on. It's uh, something that's that's been on my mind, and uh, just gonna. I'm not gonna go into details, but uh, it, it came to my attention that at the classic there were lots of uh, comments made and different things, um, <laughs> and and it just led me to this thought: always be satisfied in your life, right? And if you're not satisfied, make a change. Be my advice. I've been, it's been like kind of a retrospective weekend here at the Duncan House. But if you're on earth to do a job and you've got that job, why waste your energy worrying about what somebody else is doing that doesn't affect you? Um, by either talking bad or what, you know, whatever. It's, uh, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why certain people just can't be satisfied. And if you are in front of thousands of people, thousands of people, thousands of people, and you're front and center of that, why would you worry about what somebody else has got going? I don't know. I don't know. But be satisfied. That's that's where I'm trying to get in life, guys. Be satisfied. Be grateful. Like if anything, like I'm so grateful I get to do this weekend. And week out, uh, having more fun. I told you I was stressed to the gills earlier this year, and I took care of that stress. I got it out of my life and energy vampires and whatnot. And I'm having more fun right now. I had somebody had a call with a potential sponsor this week, and they're like, What's your plan? What's your plan? And I said, I don't have a plan, and I don't. If y'all keep up with this, you know I don't. I got cables everywhere. I, got, I don't have a plan. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm watching my kids grow up. I'm fishing more this year than I've fished in a long time. Catching fish, 
running my express around all over the dang place, having fun in that boat, getting to meet new people, getting to meet low lifers, and just having fun week in and week out, doing it the way I want to do it. Come hell or high water, man. And uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for that. And I'm and I'm and and as fishermen, we are never satisfied. As as people, we are never satisfied. But my advice to you is, if you're not satisfied, stop worrying about other folks. And go find a way to be satisfied. Be happy where you are. Be comfortable in your own skin. Be my advice to you. From one low lifer to the rest of you. And to the ones that aren't low lifers. Because those are the ones that really get consumed with the low life. (laughs) The folks that aren't low lifers really, really, really get consumed and now with that i want to say thank you again for everybody that came out to low budget live at the library bar in fort worth texas man it meant a lot you did not go to billy bob's texas you came to hang with us and there was a bunch of you and i appreciate you i'm gonna take you out with biloxi blues a little song that i wrote i actually wrote a new song this weekend i'm gonna share with y'all very soon that i'm proud of but uh go take you out with biloxi blues that y'all all showed up and sang so pretty at the uh library bar in fort worth so cool hearing those words coming back at you but we'll take you out with that hope you all had a great father's day weekend make sure you hug your mama and i'm gonna take you out with it right here and i'm gonna see y'all next time spanish balls of silver go big orange leave them in the past any direction lord i'll be fine it don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.